everybody, I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality, where we believe in personal growth through business success. I am joined today by a special guest. I'm super excited to have Caitlin, who runs just about everything in our organization from the marketing side. And such a uh, wonderful person to be with us today because she is also on a very big spiritual journey through business success. And she is also the one that comes up with a lot of these questions that we answer in our podcast as well, too. So welcome, Caitlin. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes. I want to talk about today something um, in our world right now. There is a lot of sense of people wanting to get through a day or a week or a month or a year. And the language that I've been hearing people use has been, oh, I can't wait to get through this next week. I can't wait to get through this day. I can't wait to, you know, I, I I hope that this week goes good. I hope that this next month goes, I really need that to happen or they're just projecting a lot. And so I taught this yesterday on one of our calls um, and it resonated. So I wanted to bring it to our audience and that is the concept of hope. <laughs> and I know that there's probably going to be some people who think that the conversation is a little, you know, out there, um, which is fine. Um, hope is not a spiritual term. Uh, hope is something well, here's, let me break it down for you. There's different levels of hope. There is, hey, Caitlin, I hope you have a good day. I hope you, you know, enjoy your ride. I hope you have a great run. I hope you have a great writing time. It's almost like a lightness to it, right? There's like a light, there's not really an attachment to the hope, right? It's a lightness to it. It's more of like a blessing. It's more of like a, a generosity of like, hey, just have fun or whatever that concept is. I hope you have a great day, right? There's nothing wrong with any of that, right? So there's this, that kind of blessing, this, this lightness to hope. The key to there is there's no, when Somebody says, Hey, I hope you have a great day. You're not instantly like attaching to it and being like, if I don't have a great day, it's not going to be good. Well, I hope, hope you're not doing that. Right. Just the hope. Right. <laughs> um, and, and so there's kind of a lightness to it. The, where I've been seeing people use this is a much deeper level when they say, Hey, I really hope this day goes well. Well, the reality is, do you really know if the day is going to go well? No, you don't. Nobody does. Um, you have an idea, which is a concept that you've built, which is this concept of hope. And the problem with hope is we can use this as a strategy for avoiding what's actually happening in our lives. And I think that's where people, they don't want to actually face the reality of the situation. So then they create this self-concept about some future event that they hope happens. And that's what they end up holding onto. So they're actually clinging to some future event that they've created in their mind through images and through thoughts and through experiences that they keep holding on to that is hopefully going to get them there someday. Instead of accepting the reality of what's happening, then fighting. It doesn't mean about you're surrendering to anything. When you surrender, you're not surrendering to a person. You're not surrendering to an event. You're not surrendering to a problem. You're surrendering to yourself. And I think people need to understand that's the same thing with hope. When you're not, when you're hoping something, you're not actually being present in yourself, which then is going to give you the clarity to be able to solve the business problem, to be able to solve the employee problem, to be able to solve what you do with your money, to be able to solve the challenge that's showing up in your personal life. And so it always comes down to that. There's a lightness to things. If you never attach it, you're, we have a duality in, of the world and that's fine. And you got to live in there. And that's part of being a human experience and having the human experience. But the minute we start using hope as this, uh, this avoidance of, I don't really want to look at what's going on in my life. I just hope I lose weight. <laughs> right. And you see this, you just, I just been hearing this language a lot with people. So I want to bring that up and just be, be, you should be, it's not bad. It's not wrong to do that, by the way. So there's nothing, you shouldn't judge yourself for doing those things. We're all, we're all different steps and we all do this at different parts of our lives. What I really want you to do is when you do that, 
allow that experience to have. So I hope I get through this day. And so what came up with me is I, um, there were some challenges that I was kind of going through and I was like, I found myself going, I hope I just hope the outcome is this. And I go, why? <laughs> I just went inquiry, right? I just said, well, why do I hope that is, what is it really going to give me? Is it really going to change who I am? And what you kind what you find out is when you actually are able to sit with hope or, or not use it as a strategy and you can, uh, you can face yourself, you actually realize what you've been avoiding. And I think there's this avoidance that people don't, don't really want to uncover, I think they know if they stopped and looked that they would find what they don't want to actually see because it would force them to actually see it. And so there's a, there's a moment where you know that you're creating an image to distract yourself from yourself, from actually understanding the reality of what's happening in there. And I, and we do, we need to stop doing this in business so much because the reality is, is you don't know in a month from now, what's going to happen. You don't know that this is going to be a real tough week. I can do it. And now there's a lightness to saying that I say the same thing, like, wow, it's going to be a tough day. It's going to be a long day. I'm excited for it. I'm not saying I can't wait to get through it. It's yeah, it's going to be a great day. It's going to take a lot of my energy. That's there's a lightness to all of that. There's nothing wrong with any of that. So I'm, I'm not saying you don't, you can't use it in that context, but if you're attaching yourself to it, like the sequence of what happens is once you attach yourself to hope, you then up using hope your entire life or some form of it. And so you always live in the future. You're always living. Like, I can't wait to get to this day. It's like, it's almost like, Oh, I can't wait to get home to see my kids. And then when you get home to see your kids, you're like, I can't wait till my kids go to bed. And then like, I can't wait to go to the bed. And then it's like, well, I can't wait to just distract myself with something else. You're always projecting something in the future and hope is just another way of projecting it instead of facing and actually being present in the moment. Now that's what I'm saying. It's nothing wrong with doing that, but there's something you're, you're just missing the direct experience of life or the direct experience in business of why you're doing it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I have two questions. Yes. So do you think that when you are being hopeful about something at like a deep level that you're talking about, so I really want this to happen, is that because you want, you're attaching your, some version of your, how you will feel in the future to that, how you will feel about yourself is hope about making you feel better about yourself ultimately? Yeah. I mean, I think you said that very well right there. It's, it, it's not about the person. It's not even about getting through the event. It's about, I'm using 95% of my energy to maintain this sense of self of who I think I need to do, which we spend such an amazing job articulating who we want to be in this image, don't we? <laughs> we take the perfect pictures, we take the perfect images, the perfect person over here, and we make this collage <laughs> of this image that we have to do it. And then we check it. It's like you ever walk down the street and like you see a, a mirror and you're like, hey, how do I look, right? It's like you're always looking to see how your image is upholding to how you think it is right? It's so funny how we just do this without even thinking about it. And you're absolutely right. And so what we do is what we end up doing is we use hope as a way of saying, well, if this happens then I'm going to be okay, it's a protectionary measure. And it's actually, I mean, most humans do it. So there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, there's something deeper <laughs> and that's the point. There's just different levels to play at. And there's just something deeper beyond that. And we just, we use this a way of like, I'm not, and here's what it is, right? I'm not feeling okay right now. So I hope I feel better in the future. And really what you're saying is the sense of self is being attacked because if this doesn't change, it's going to destruct the sense of collage, the sense of self that I've created so perfectly that I need to stay exactly where it is. And if something pulls an image away from that or something 
you know, spirals in there that causes it to not be the perfect image, then boy, I feel like I'm just annihilated. <laughs> and that is the annihilation of the ego, ultimately. And that's what, you know, when people speak of enlightenment, it's really destruction of your self-image to realize who you really are. And then just there's you and then everything else. So that's in that sense of just, we use this hope as a way of saying, I'm not okay right now because if you haven't noticed, there's a lot of thoughts in there <laughs> and the thoughts really aren't that comfortable, are they? The majority of them, you don't, yes, there's insights that are deeper movements of things and those help guide your life, but 95% or, or higher of most people's thoughts are, are first, they're not controlled. It's not like, you know, you're driving a street and you're like, you get one of those bad thoughts in your head. You just didn't come up with that. Just showed up, just showed up. Right. And so when these things get start showing up and we start attaching ourselves to them, hope becomes this way to make our self image better. And that's the strategy for avoidance is because once it's not okay in there, we literally say, well, I need to go to hope because man, when I go to hope, I create a better self image and I create a better self image. I feel better about myself. You see this little dog chasing its tail here, right? It's like a hamster on a wheel. You're just going round and round and round and round. You don't even realize it. And once you, once you start realizing that, you're like, well, hold on, all I'm doing is just re-going back and forth in my mind. And you stop, you, you wake up and you, or you one day just realize like, I'm not going to play this game anymore. And that's just the truth, right? And that's what we, if you're going to, and I've said this before in a program, if you're going to play in the relative world, meaning the duality world, then it's much better to have a self-image. And, you know, you asked the question before we got on air too, it's, there's different levels of, you know, of spirituality or consciousness growth. I mean, frankly, I was far from where I, 15 years ago, I was a completely different human being, right? It just well, it was the same human being. I just different experiences because they're always there. That's the thing that I try to get through. It's always there. It's not like you become somebody different. It's just, you're shedding away from who you're not <laughs> to who you are, which has always been there. It's like the sun is always there. If you start moving some clouds away, it becomes brighter. It's not that you became brighter. No, you just move some clouds away. It's the same thing for you. So it's not like you become a deeper human being. You're just uncovering who you really are. And hopefully can, people can see that. And hope is a way of actually covering up with more clouds, the sun, or covering up who you really are. That's why it's an avoidance strategy of what the present moment is actually telling you. And the present moment will always give you the opportunity to self-inquire, right? I feel like in a business context or like a work-specific context, I think about this when I'm working on a project, right? And so say there's a project we're rolling out and I'm like, oh, I hope this goes really well, you know, and there is an aspect of if the project goes well, then that says something about me, you know, so ultimately it's tied to self-image. But when I am in that hopeful state thinking about the outcome as a trying to control the outcome, I'm ultimately not actually tackling the problems that are in front of me as well as I could because my attention is divided between trying to maintain the self-image through how this project should unfold and then actually trying to do the project. And so it kind of feels like a similar way of saying you're like living in the future versus living in the present. Yeah, that was, that was very well said. I mean, that's, that's 100% accurate. I mean, it's you... When in that in that case of working in a project, you put your self image in there, so there now you're hoping that the project does really well. I mean, who who wouldn't want the project to do well? Like I, I just I I would, I would expect that you would think that the project would you know you you you're not doing it for not to do well, right? right? And so if anybody had the option, yes, it would do like yes, I would click the button that says do well, right? <laughs> but you just you, there's not a checkbox for that. In reality, is we don't know if it's going to do well. 
because nobody does. There's plenty of things that you've done that have you didn't know that it was going to do well and it did awesome. And there's certain times that you thought it was going to do well and it didn't. It's just it's just there. <laughs> and it's the same thing in these projects. It's just when you when it becomes a deeper seated root within you of you needing to maintain this needs to do well because I need to, you know, be able to hold my job, right? That's just a fear of that. Or I need to be able to get money from this to be able to pay the bills or whatever it is, or I need to be able to do this to get a sense. It all boils down though to your sense of self. Everything does, whether, and so when you're able to kind of get beyond that and you, and you see that I'm going to, I'm going to, if you take the right action, the right moment and you do your best work. And then as, as Phil Jackson said in his book, 11 rings, he said, you do everything that you can. And then once you've done everything you can, you let go of the outcome. And when you're letting go of the outcome, there's no hope in that because yes, there's a lightness to it. I'm just going to say it again like this. I hope it does well. Like that's fine. Right. But you're not attaching yourself to it. It's like Phil Jackson said, he said, you know, you do your best, you put your plays together, you do everything you can the best. And then when you get on the game, you just kind of let it go. And the journey is much more fun that way. And he's, he's basically saying the same thing, right? Is when you, when you put a project together or a presentation or a website, or whatever you're doing, you do as best as you can. And then when it's ready to go, it's ready to go. I actually remember when Michael Singer did an underground interview when he talked about the, the, the untethered soul, he had no idea how he was going to do it. And, he, and still to this day, he's like, I'm just shocked that people like the book, right? And he's like, it was actually in Ram Dass's hands, his book was, when it was basically sent off. He was actually driving with Ram Dass and then he had the copy of his hands. They actually go out there and he said, they have no idea. And he said, what he did is when Ram Dass was sitting in his front seat of his car, he was going out there and he actually gave it to the universe. And that's just kind of his term of basically saying, I let it go. He goes, I didn't really do marketing. I didn't really do PR. I did a couple things here and there, but very minimal. I didn't spend any money doing that stuff when he didn't. He said the book just, just took off. He said, I like left, left, life do it. Now, I'm not saying you don't create strategies and how to you know, build a better business or get your name out there differently, but he was never like, I hope this does really well for me, <laughs> right? Like he never used that because then he was just missing the entire point of what you were doing. Do you think the thought popped up in his head as he was writing the book? I hope this does well, but then he used a strategy or a tactic to rein it in. I mean, wouldn't it be natural that when you're working on something for months, that at some point the thought would pop into your head, I really hope this does well, but then maybe you recognize it as the ego and let it go. I mean, how... How do you respond when that thought of hope does yeah. come up? Yeah, I can't speak for him. Um, I, he's definitely at a level that, you know, that's pretty amazing. Um, and I think he's surrendered to it a lot. So I don't know if that's popped up in his head. But I will say, you know, in, in most, when you hear most revered spiritual teachers, even the ones that are alive today, of how they do that, they still have a whole bunch of human experiences, which is these thoughts do come up, right? The thoughts of, I hope this does well. When you, when you really start inquiring, instead of using strategies to avoid yourself, which is what a lot of people do, whether that's hope or, you know, forecasting the future or whatever it is that you're doing, you, um, you're actually, so when you're using that, you're, you're missing the point of letting things just be the way they need to be and then fight. So you're just, you're not, the Bhagavad Gita, if you've actually, if you've ever read, have you ever read the book, the Gita? Not the full thing, not the full, bits yeah, and it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. But one of the things he talks about, he, he talks about being in the world and being able to work through there is like you do your best work, but you let go of the personal attachment from it. And that's kind of referencing the same thing here is with hope, we have a personal attachment to it. You're saying, I hope it does well. 
It's, it's not in your, you're looking for some sort of personal gain, whether that's money game or fame or power or, you know, a sense of ego or into that whole thing. There's something there that you just need to dig, dig deeper on. Right. And that's what, when you, so when you're doing business and you're doing work, you do everything you absolutely can. And then you let go of the personal satisfaction from it coming. When it comes, it comes, let it come in. You, you don't deny that. Right. That's just a sweet grace that comes in from it. And so you allow it to come in there. So when the thought shows up for me, there's a, the thought just shows up. How many thoughts do you have in a day? To me, it's just no different than another thought. It's just a, the thought that you drove by and said, why is that car blue? I don't like blue. <laughs> I, I mean, that thought shows up. Well, I, wow, somebody's eating an apple. I wish I had an apple. Well, I mean, this is where it just came up, right? And so when it comes up, you just let it go. You just, it just, it has, it, it's only the nature of the mind is to produce thoughts. So that's all it's going to do every day. The nature of, of rain is the rain. It comes down. It's not like all of a sudden it, it's going to start like being the sun, right? It's just, that's the nature of it. The nature of a wolf is the howl, right? It howls. And that's just what it does, right? Birds make nests, right? Everything has its nature. The mind, right? Just produces thoughts. So when the thought shows up, you go, oh, there it is. There's that hope again. You don't push it down or try to fight with it or try not to believe that it's not there. That's a mistake people make. Like they're like, well, I can't have a thought. So therefore it should be going away. That is a thought, having a thought, having a thought. And so you just let that, you just let it be, let it go. And the same thing when that, so when that thought comes up, like I hope it does well, you can acknowledge it. There it is. Great. And you move on. If you really need to, when a real strong thought comes in there, starts to grab you, you know, you can do three, two, one, relax, like three. And I like to do three, two, one, relax. Um, even a little bit differently than what I talked about originally, it's just you breathe out like three and then two is another breath and one is another breath and the final release is just another breath. And because your, your breathing does control your body. Um, and so that kind of helps you get more grounded to it. Um, another question that I have is just kind of what's the difference between vision and hope. So we talk about vision a lot, especially for people leading companies with our future self is all about vision. So what is the difference between vision and hope? Great question. Vision and strategy are essential to business and to your personal life. I mean, you, you pick a direction when you're clear and you go after it. You need to know where you're going. You need to have a vision for it. The difference is, is hope is I hope the vision comes true. There's, you, you, there's a, if you understand that difference, the, the vision is the vision. It's just a vision. When you attach your personal self to the vision of hoping it goes well for me, or hoping it goes well for some benefit that I'm going to get, you've now attached yourself to it. Instead of being clear and saying, here's the vision of where we're going, this is what it looks like. And then you, like I said, what Phil Jackson said, you let go of the outcome. You set the vision, you constantly cast a vision, you can remove roadblocks, you can create strategies, you can create business plans. All of those things are amazing. You need them in business. They're awesome. You can actually, you need them in your, in your life. You need them in your personal life. You, they bring people together. They understand where you're going. They're rowing in the same direction. But the minute you attach yourself to any of those things, you've lost. The minute you've attached your sense of self, your purpose in that, in that world, you're, you're in hope. It's just some, you're attached yourself to some future event. Whereas a strategy is I'm laying out what I'm going to be doing and where we're going to be going. Hope is I hope in some future event that I really have no control over actually happens. And the reason why that is, is and, and we confuse because when we say we hope and then it does, you go see hope works. And then we get caught up in this loop of thinking that, well, then hope worked before, then, I, then it's going to work again. The problem is there's a lot of, we don't recognize all the times that it doesn't work. Think about how many times people have said, I, I hope this goes well and then it, 
something does this or you know you get a, you get late or whatever it is there's always these moments of those things coming in that where it doesn't go well and so really the, the fine line is there is when you're creating a strategy it goes back to what it says in the line of the gita right where it's like you take your best action you use your intelligent mind the analytical mind to create everything you're creating and then you let go of you needing something from the moment and this is, I think, ultimately what it comes down to is when you're trying to make the moment better than what it is for your personal gain versus trying to make a raise up the moment for, the, for everything. And so when you're raising up the moment for yourself, that's an egoic, that's an egoic action, right? When you're raising the moment up and not in an egoic way, like you're setting the vision or those different things, that's the right action. There's nothing wrong with raising the moment up. And in fact, that's one of the highest lives you can live is by raising the moment up that's in front of you. But you're not raising it up so you get personal gain from it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. So there's like a clinginess to hope where you're clinging to some future version of yourself or some outcome that you need to have where there's an openness to visit vision and you can kind of see what's happening in front of you. And then you're better able to actually respond and raise the moment up because you're experiencing reality or the moment exactly as it is. Yeah. It's like if you're, if you're skiing or in a, and if you're ever doing like a sport where you're forced to be in the moment, right. You know, you're in the moment and you're just interacting with the moment and, and you're not, you're not in when you're interacting in the moment, hope never really shows up during that time. Does it Mm-mm. ever? You're just interacting with the moment. The minute, the only time hope shows up is when you're not okay of the moment. And so you're not okay. You try to make it okay by projecting a future image of later on, instead of just being okay with the moment that's here. You're just, you're taking yourself out of the moment. So you don't actually not even experiencing life. You're experiencing the projection of life in a future event. So it really has nothing to do with even a vision or a business plan. It has really, if that, does that make sense when I say that? Like it really has nothing to do with the vision or strategy of there, because when you're, when you're in the moment for, for setting up the vision, even when you're in that moment, doing your project or writing your book or whatever it is you're doing, you're not in that moment where you're doing it. You're not hoping it all the time when you stop and then start thinking about your image. That's when hope creeps in, right? Yes, absolutely. Does that make sense when you kind of circle that all back in there? Yes, totally. It's funny because I've heard you say business is my sport before, but that just hit me in a new way because it's kind of like saying business is an arena where I can be fully present Mm -hmm. and act from a place of presence and not be thinking about acting. Yeah. And it just makes it a lot more fun. It just, it doesn't mean you won't experience emotions. It's just, you don't, you just don't get in a place and go, Oh, I hope this week gets better. Or I hope this week is why it happened. Now you're, now you're, you're not, yes, of course. Who wouldn't want it to go everything your way? I I understand that comment, but just by saying that you're, you're removing yourself from what actually unfolded. Like, I hope I get some sleep tonight. Like I I get it. So why didn't you sleep? What, what, what was bothering you? And and this is the thing. If people could just go self-inquiry in that moment, you'd actually gain so much more from the lesson that's right there. Remember life is a big dance, but she's always in the lead. And I think people want to be in the lead. And so when they're in the lead, they think that everything's in their control until particularly in business is that we want to control everything. And so we manipulate all the things and then we hope that they're going to work out the way they are. Instead of just realizing that, that she is always going to, she is a reference of life. It's just always going to lead. And if we're in alignment with that, we're never having to hope because it's always in alignment. Just like when you're, when you're, when you're in a fast skiing, I just think about skiing or biking when you're, when you're in those moments, it's like the same thing with fear. You know, when you're actually 
if a bear is really chasing you, you don't stop and go to your mind and go, huh, I wonder what's going to happen if this bear eats me. That's only in the imagination when you're sitting here in a room. When you're in that moment, you're just, you're in the moment. There's absolutely zero idea of, of what's going to happen if I don't. You're just acting. And, and that's what people, and then when you start coming from that place in business, you start seeing things for what they are. You, you can relate better to your employees. You can see clearly a better vision. You have, and, and at the end of the day, you're just fulfilled more. And I think that's what, I don't want everybody, anybody to ever build a business that they're trying to get out of or a life that they're trying to get away from. And the reason why people are trying to get away from a life is because they're hoping something is going to happen in the future. Instead of just being, I'm really okay with my life. I'm really okay with everything. And that's the need nothing, enjoy everything. Then when you're coming from that place, you then just play in sports. You play in business. You play in your life. It's, and I understand it's a play and there's seriousness to it. And there's emotions and all those things that are going on in there. But there's you and there's everything else. Everything else plays in that whole arena. And so when you just, when you, when something is bothering you and it's not okay, instead of your first reaction, which we've been trained to, is to go to hope or some future event, I just want you to inquiry. That's what, if you can get anything from this podcast. So in business, when something doesn't go your way, instead of hoping that it does, or even trying to fix the problem immediately, I want you to first go to inquiry, take a pause and say, why do I need this moment to be different? And in that moment, you'll actually start gaining the clarity you need to actually solve the problem. (laughs) If your business is being foreclosed on, that's a problem. (laughs) It's a challenge. But you responding to that challenge from a place of hope or a place of lower anger or jealousy, the only thing that's running that is anger or jealousy or hope. Instead of you allowing those emotions to go through, because you will feel them, once they're through, you actually can see clearly how you actually fix the problem. You're still going to be fixing it one way or another. Just fix it from a sense of place of clarity. Can you give an example of like what inquiry would look like? So maybe with like the foreclosure example or something, but so you're having this emotional reaction. I need this to be some way. I'm hoping this is, turns out a different way. Like then how, what's the pause? What's the question? What, what happens after the question? Like what is self-inquiry? Yeah. Well, I'll give you, um, well, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, the day before I was supposed to start building a new house and there's been some issues with the development. It's been loud and, and whatnot. And, um, we've been doing our, what we can do to do it and, and all obviously legal and kind of making strides to make that better for everybody. And then we got through all that. And then I applied for my individual house permit and a lady appealed my house permit. And, and it's out of hundreds of pulled building permits, I've never ever seen anybody appeal an actual zoning permit. Like the developments are a different thing. And actually even the lady at the town office said, I've never seen a building permit appealed. And so instantly there was a lot of emotions that went on. I was like, is this kidding me? Like, what is like, you know, just like, uh, like just frustration and anger. And then, I mean, I stayed conscious the whole time. I could, I just could sense that like, wow, look at my, my mind is really upset right now. And then, so what I did is instead of going, becoming upset and then fighting from there and yelling at the lady or calling up this way or getting an attorney to go fight this from that anger and, you know, spewing any of that stuff, I just sat back and I said, what is life telling me? What am I supposed to be learning from this? What is not, I don't, if it gets better, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Right. I'm still going to take all the action that I can, but what's the point of me going home now to my family suffering, missing and being in a state of consciousness where I can't be present with my family because of something that happened externally? 
because of something that like a house that I'm trying to build in the grand scheme of things, that's just, that's just everything else. <laughs> it's not me. And so I literally went and I just said, am I conscious? And if you can ask the question and hopefully you understand what I mean by conscious just means that you're there. You, you haven't become the emotion. And the answer is I'm here, right? That's just kind of my first thing is I'm here. And then I go, okay, sit and allow the emotion to come through. And last night for about an hour, I sat there and just allowed the emotion. Cause here's the thing, the, that develop the issue with the development or the permit had nothing to do with why I'm disturbed because you didn't get disturbed from it. Did you, did it bother you last night that I got, no, it didn't. Right. And I guarantee that everybody else around me, nobody else felt that. So why is it me? It wasn't, it wasn't the actual event. <laughs> so that's what you first realize is that, well, it's actually got nothing to do with me, right? The external event had nothing to do. So then why did I make it feel, why does it feel so personal? Why does it feel like it's attacking me? Well, it's because you were expecting a feeling or you've had a blockage that's there that you've stored in the past. And as that blockage was hit, you were disturbed. So it's this, they call it samskara in Hindu or Zen, right? It's just a stored energy pattern, something that you, some event that you didn't allow to go through or, um, or you're trying to obtain like control. For me, it was definitely control. There's no question about, I want to control everything. And so you, you recognize that and I, that's out of my control. And so that's what was disturbing me. So then I got to sit with that whole emotion. You kind of let it pass. And so that's the self-inquiry that you do is first is, am I, am I conscious to be able to actually respond to this right now? And if you're not, just take the moments, take what you need to do. And then, you know, within an hour or two hours after that, I was in a place where I just didn't even, there was just no, there was no disturbance there anymore. It just was, there it is. I'm, and wake up and how, here's how we're going to deal with it. I had people lined up to start today. I had a whole bunch of things going on. Okay, great. Just take the action. I was still going to be doing the same action. It's just now you can see it from a sense of clarity. And even it was great because even Sarah, my wife at the end, she's like, well, maybe just life's telling you something. I said, yes, that's exactly right. Like, let's just see where it goes. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> and I said, maybe we build or maybe we don't. Maybe it's something else. It, it's really, you don't know. And so that's the self-inquiry is instead of becoming the anger or becoming the initial emotion that shows up, which you can't deny that because it'll be there. There are states that people can reach where they may not feel that. Um, but that's, that's not an image you should hold on to either. But when, when, when those things show up, this, the first self-inquiry goes is, well, okay, why did I get tripped up? Because everyone else didn't. If something happens in your business, a lot of other people around you didn't get tripped up from it. <laughs> a lot of people didn't. A lot of people didn't get disturbed, so why did you? And so then you realize that the event actually had nothing to do with, with why you got disturbed. You had something inside you that needed to be released. So is there an answer to self-inquiry? Because this was control an answer for you. Are you like actually looking for for a response? Well, you're, yeah. I mean, you're not really looking for, I mean, I mean, you could, you're looking for the, the message that comes, comes after you're willing, you're willing to sit to the storm and it's, it's, you know, enlightenment or spirituality or consciousness growth or even inward growth has this, this kind of collective form that it's all supposed to be positive. And the reality is there's moments when you first start and you become aware that are very positive experiences. And then once you get through the first little like honeymoon phase and you realize you really want to go deep on in inquiry, which you understand this or, or deep in, into consciousness or growth or, um, or inward growth, whatever that word means to you, point to, you're pointing towards it. It's really painful because if, I remember sitting there with an emotion a couple of days ago and being like, this is the most painful thing. And it's like, I'm just, I was so happy that I could sit through the pain and it's not like physical pain. It's like, I'm sitting through this and I'm like, wow, I, 
two years ago, I could never sit through this type of pain, but your strength, every time you do this and done properly, you're strengthening your seat of self. You're strengthening your ability to stay seated and not get unconscious. And so then bigger things start showing up because you start removing the smaller ones. So then you go relative, you go good. And then something big hits and you go, great, bring it on. So there's two things that always happen is just life's unfolding. And it's giving you this grace, right? This beautiful grace and take it. That's a gift. That's awesome. Your body's a gift, everything. Just enjoy it. Things are going well. Don't look to make them not well. <laughs> Let them come in. Maybe the rest of your life will be that way. Maybe it won't. Maybe you're, then when struggle comes, you do the exact same thing. You let it come in. Okay, great. It's hit me. Now I get to work on this. And so once you realize that you can actually sit through these things, you actually look forward. You're not going out there looking for them, but when they show up, you're not scared of it. And so then you don't need hope because when the, when, when it happens, you go inquiry instead of hope. And so it's just a, it's a different strategy. One is when you go to hope, you just circle around. The other one, when you go to strategy, you actually do real work. And that's what I was trying to get to people today is when you're in business and you're going through something tough or it feels really heavy or there's a lot of emotions involved and you're just like, I can't wait to get through this thing. First of all, you don't know if you're even going to be on the other side of it. I mean, you could die at any moment, right? You just could be your last moment. Who knows? Just nobody knows. I don't, you don't, right? You have an image of it and you have this projection, you know, it's there, but you just, you, you don't know. And so therefore use every opportunity of your life to go inward. And, and that's what in consciousness ultimately means. That's what business meets spirituality is about is that you're using business as this opportunity to go with self-inquiry, which I would even argue is the whole reason why we have a mind is to actually be able to reflect inwardly on or upon ourselves, which animals can't. Animals are just instinctual animals. They're, just, they're doing it. They're just creatures, right? They're just animals. Yes, they have a life that's inside them, but it's like, you know, you're just a form, right? Like electricity is the same thing as the energy or life force inside us. The wire just is a conduit for electricity, right? The wire is not electricity. And so the, the electricity takes the least path of resistance always. And the reason why electricity works is you see cables because it runs through the cable. It doesn't jump out of the cable. For us, when we have energy and we feel good, like when we get anger, it's the energy starts to come up. It's this energy that's joy and energy that's anger is the same energy. We just, it comes out different places. So if you have a, a neural pathway or a, an exit that is low, that's the anger exit, which is like the chakras, which is what they talked about, right? That goes out early on and it comes out differently and it manifests differently. And so when you can actually sit more seated in the sense of self, the energy comes up higher and then, and then it doesn't really leave through any of those type of chakras until it gets out there. And that's why when you, when something really good happens, you say, I'm filled with energy, right? The energy goes all, it, it's not low anymore, is it? The energy's higher, isn't it? It goes up through your heart and almost through your neck and to your head, right? Like when you really, something amazing happened, right? Like you feel this rush of energy. It's coming up because it didn't go out anywhere else. It's like electricity was able to stay constant all the way to the blender and it hits the blender and just turns on and electrifies it. Well, imagine having electricity where it's going out every second. By the time it gets to the blender, there's no electricity there. And you wonder why it's not working. So then you try to fix the blender. It's not the blender. It's the, it's the conduit that gets you there. And so for you, when you're feeling this rush of amazing energy that's in there, it's because it didn't go out. And, and so that's what you work on. That's what self-inquiry is, is being able to figure out why did the, why is the energy needing to leave here? And then eventually as you do this more and more, you'll, you almost patch those holes. And it's almost like you have a jug inside and the, and the energy, every time you, you go to self-inquiry, the energy builds up more and more and it goes higher and higher. And that's the feeling, the state that you get that becomes higher. 
All right. So here's the one way to wrap this up. Um, cause we talked a little bit about a lot. Um, but the wrap this up with hope is next time you hear that word show up, cause it will just pop up. I want you to just pause and remember this conversation of just saying, I want, why do I need something to be different in this moment? Why do I want it to be different? And just really sit with that for a second and be willing to sit with it. That's the, that's the first step in all of this is, can I be, am I willing to not, not use the strategy that I've been employing all my life, which has gotten me really in the same spot? Yes, I have understanding of different experiences and things. Maybe have grown a little bit, but really go inward. So when that hope shows up, pause for a moment and go inquiry of asking the question of, why am I trying to avoid my life right now? You've reached the end of another episode of Business Meets Spirituality. If you like what you heard and feel inspired to do so, please leave a review. It's awesome hearing from listeners like you. And remember, never give up on joy.